Welcome to Garage Logic Podcast number 62, December 12, 2018. 15 below was the record low on this day, 1879, but uh, pretty cheerful in 1968 on this day in downtown Garage Logic, especially at the tree lot. It was 53 degrees. Huh? Brought to you by. Oh, of course. Yes, of course. We didn't forget. Brought to us by, brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Store. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Got Lake, a lot on my mind. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. We have a uh, chunk of soot alert for the Twin Cities. Portions of that's uh, you can get hit by that. Yikes! Bad air, huh? Ooh, Ooh there's a big a chunk, chunk of soot coming right at you. <laughs> Chunks of soot alert until tomorrow morning. Uh, is Greg Holcomb? Is Greg Holcomb's new yeah. artwork posted on the website, Mister Reavers? Yes, sir. It's uh, the Lisa Bender Blues, Johnny uh, Johnny. Uh, Guitar height is out in the snow in his flip-flops. Oh, I, I was going to say, is he has flip-flops on? <laughs> Striking a happy note on the shovel. It's uh, got to be cold. It's just an amazing piece. We have the only illustrated podcast in the world, and that's thanks to our artist in residence, Greg Holcomb. Say, when we got back to the hovel yesterday afternoon, there was a wonderful surprise waiting for us. Billy, 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 mm. Billy. Uh, and it says, greetings and holiday best wishes from the Miller family. On Marine, uh, from Marine on the St. Croix, Minnesota. Yep. Just a quick note to let you know how much we enjoy the podcast and that we can listen daily now that it is able to be played in the car on our schedule. Right. And close is a little holiday cheer to share. The adult beverages are from our local distillery, the 45th Parallel in New, Rich- New Richmond, Wisconsin. And he had a bottle of wheat whiskey and rye whiskey that these guys make. Yeah, but I'll also add on, uh, they have fantastic vodka as well. Oh, yeah. Very, it's like craft vodka. Uh, also, like uh, Also, uh, you have the two sodas that Stillwater Lift Bridge Brewery makes. I consider the root beer the best I have ever tasted. Their root beer is exceptional. It's because very, I have not good. forgot about Rook, who is food-based. I have sent you some Dots pretzels. Oh. They are out of North Dakota and are becoming very popular. I know you can get them at Fratelloni's, but they sell out fast. Let me know if you can figure out the secret seasoning that Dot puts in them. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. Do we know? Because those are incredible. That's my first experience with, is it Dot? Dot? Dot's, mm-hmm. Dot's yes. pretzel. And by the way, we, uh, it didn't take us long. To, we did leave the cap on the uh, the whiskey. Of course. But the Dot's bag uh, <laughs> was uh, devoured in about three and a half minutes. They are so good. They're addicting. Uh. And he writes, oh, this gift is in no way a bribe for tickets to the live uh, podcast at Summit Brewing <laughs> next week. Oh, God, this yeah. is Bill, Leanna, Jonah, and Caleb Miller. Thank you, guys. That was very nice of you. Well, we know that's very not nice a, of you. We know that's not a bribe because we only take cash as that's a right. bribe. We don't <laughs> right. take now, gifts. Now, their bribe. brewery is called 45th Parallel? The distillery? Yeah. yeah. yeah Can Bridge. you get it in the stores? Yes. It's available in the stores. 45th Parallel. Yes. All right. Their, I have not sampled their uh, whiskey, but I have sampled their uh, vodka. I rarely make delicious. it out that way. Have you guys been to the new location for Liftbridge? I have not. I have not. Okay. Uh, but they are, uh, they're strong and still Oh, water. yeah. And Bill is a big, uh, has been a big fan for a long time. Uh, Andrew Smith wants to know, uh, 
Ask Joe if this works into the three prices you pay. And he uh, he provided a picture of a Harley-Davidson dealership. Mm-hmm. And it says, for $5, we'll write you a receipt for whatever price you told us you paid. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to get my I want to get myself off the hook for something. Uh, Yesterday, I I expressed some confusion about Kathy Lee Gifford, yeah, and wondering what show she was on. You know who I was thinking of? No, Kelly Ripa. See, Kelly Ripa looks nothing like Kathy Lee. I I I thought it was pretty close. Who's Kelly Ripa? She replaced Kathy Lee Gifford. Kelly did on Live with Regis. Well, there you are. See, I was on the I was was in the ballpark. I was in the ballpark. And now it's Live with Kelly and Ryan. Right. And Chief Offside Correspondent Kelsey says, I'm just guessing, but I bet he confused her with Kathy Lee Crosby, who used to host That's Incredible oh, with Fran yeah. Tarkinen and John Davidson. I remember sure. her, yeah. If I'm offic- if I'm right, I'm officially worried that I know how his mind works. No, you, were you weren't right, Kelsey, so you're off the hook. I was thinking of somebody named Kelly Ripa. Yeah. All right. Who used to play Haley on All My Children. Uh, oh, and I want to straighten out something for uh, for Alan. Uh, Alan Fram, uh, he, he feels that I, I uh, put him down. Okay. Uh, he writes, you seem to lampoon the idea of a father staying at home to take care of children. Why? As a former stay-at-home father, I find your uh, dismissal strange. My wife found a new position which replaced her income and mine. We felt it was important that one of us stay home and take care of our first child. We had ju- We had structured our finances in advance so that this was possible. It just happened that I was the one to stay home. This happens more often than you think, Joe. It isn't because the father is lazy or unmotivated. We just feel it is important uh, to the family. Love the show even when you step in it. A fellow charter member of the 21sters, Alan Fram. Let me me put this into context for Alan. Okay. I, I don't recall you saying this, but. Well, it came up. In the story of the uh, wacko principal in Omaha who banned Christmas. Yes. And Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey uh, did some additional research on that story and found the story that, w- that appeared in the Omaha media when she got the job as a principal. Okay. And you'll recall she was pictured with her family and her her husband was described or identified as a stay-at-home dad. And I said, that doesn't surprise me. But the context in which I meant that was, they. I I don't think he was staying at home for the same reason Alan stayed at home, the current emailer. It just struck me that he was at home because it probably fit their Mysterian template. Got it. That's what I was referring to. I'm not dismissing stay-at-home fathers. No, I think Alan might be reading a little into it a little too much. I but don't they, think they, to... she is the woman who said, mm. you know, no Christmas whatsoever, then got taken to task by the right. school board and the Liberty Council came in and they, you know, there was pushback there. Right. And it said, then her husband's a stay at home. And I said, that doesn't surprise me. And all I meant by that was that that seemed to fit their agenda. That seemed to fit their, uh, their Mysterian ways. I didn't get that. I thought you were saying like, he's probably a stay at home, like listener dummy Alan that's doing it, staying at home. No, dad. no, not at all. Not okay. at all. Not at all. No, I was. I, I, I know. I'm playing. As I said, uh, it, it's reflected their mysterious agenda. Is how it struck me. I don't know if I could have been a stay-at-home dad. Uh, I would. I would need oh. to. I would need to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose they do stuff, but I, I don't think I would be good at that. I need a place to go. Did you read the great story in the Pioneer Press about the cops who? Uh, 
responded to a noise complaint and ended up playing video games with the perpetrators of the noise. Mm-hmm. And it's been seen now 260,000 times. It viral. went viral. viral. Do we have foghorn viral or no? Nah. No, I just don't even bother. Uh, Javante Williams put a short 11-second video of the moment on Twitter on Sunday, and it's taken off with more than, I'm sorry, 75,000 views as of Tuesday night. Williams wrote, so neighbors called the cops on us, and now we fighting them in Smash Bros. (laughs) I had to read that, of course, to understand what that could possibly mean. The officers were called to an apartment on University Avenue near Hamlin on Friday night about 10.30 p.m., according to a police record. They were were responding after neighbor complaints of a noise disturbance. Officers Isaac Palmer and Ku Vang played the Nintendo game Super Smash Brothers with the group of about four to five people, uh, Officer Palmer said. Mm. I never played the game, so I said, why not, Palmer said. The man who answered the door was a decent dude, according to Palmer. The group was inside having pizza and some beers while playing the video game when they asked the officers if they wanted to join. It was just a noise issue that was handled, Palmer said, resulting in no charges. Not every call is chaos, said Palmer. Some days we can just sit and chit-chat with people. When it's not crazy, you can take the time to talk. You mean these cops showed up and they didn't shoot anybody? Nope. <laughs> How many beers did they have? I, don't, I bet they had none. <laughs> I'm kidding. You mean, you mean these is, cops showed yes. up and, and they weren't abusive? I'm just saying. Just they, weren't, they weren't racist, homophobic, xenophobic, xylophobic, and a bone. <laughs> I thought that was a prerequisite. Anytime there's any call, there must be chaos. Well, good for the coppers. Yeah, they handled it well. And good for the kids, the young guys who, uh, they didn't freak either, did they? No. The whole thing got settled. Without any threats, without any uh, uh, violence. Nobody fired a weapon. Right. Nobody screamed uh, racism. Nobody, uh, Nobody took a hostage. Man. Well, it's just a normal late. The cops probably said boys. They probably didn't Guys. say boys. That yes. would have been racist. They pro- the, the, Boy, the, that was some fight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got, I learned my lesson. <laughs> uh, they probably said, fellas, uh, you got to keep it down here. What's going on? Yeah. Well, we're playing Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah? How's What's that? that? Well, I'll play it. I'll try it. Yeah. I, that, I think that's great. I bet the kids uh, beat them pretty bad, too. I don't know the game. Uh, okay. I have another version of this. As of today, the Facebook video has been viewed more than 260,000 times. Okay. That's an update from On the popular website Reddit, an image of the cops playing with the young men amassed 133,000 upvotes and generated 1,800 comments. The top among them jokes, I win, you're going to jail. (laughs) (laughs) And none of that, it it did not come to that. It was... uh, it was very peaceful, and everyone concerned is to be congratulated. Say, uh, I got news for you. What? I told you about this great shop I've discovered, the Minnesotan. Yep. Fourth and Banning. It's right smack in the middle of downtown White Bear, which is as charming as any lakeside little town. It's uh, it's White Bear's Excelsior. Close by 617. It is right across the street. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, and you know what he's got in now? Lake Calhoun T-shirts. Not Beta Mecca Scott. Ooh. The real Lake Calhoun T-shirts. Can he do that? He's got Memorial Stadium, Big Island, Northeast Minneapolis, jerseys, pullovers, hoodies, just wonderful nostalgic stuff at the Minnesotan. And also uh, all the great stuff that's in his own, uh, it's in its own brand, the Minnesotan. And uh, there's a great deal for GLers, great deal for GLers. And you're going to love this store. You're going to love this store. If you purchase online, 
you enter the promotional code Garage Logic and you get free shipping. Uh, it's Minnesota, uh, the Minnesotan. It's on Fourth Street and White Bear, but online, Minnesotan.com. You can be anywhere in the world and uh, go to the website and check out this wonderful, wonderful inventory uh, of nostalgia. And it's just fantastic, mm-hmm. including the Lake Calhoun t shirt. I'm going to have to get back to get one of those. I wonder if he'll get Bay Maga Scott. No, too. he's going Lake Calhoun. Spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Cicero. I've now been there, but for the grace of God, go I. Uh, did you read that a gunman attacked a Christmas market in Strasbourg, France? That's no good. That was the last one. Germany? Was it, wasn't it about two years ago where a thug drove a truck? Uh, through one of the Christmas markets in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And by the map, I knew that I had recently been there. And yes. I remember telling you that the truck entered on the corner where I had struck up uh, conversations with a guy who was making things on a, uh, what would it be called? He, he like was blacksmithing. Yeah. He was blacksmithing. An anvil. Yeah, an anvil. And I, I never did learn. I wonder if that fellow survived. Mm-hmm. And now here in here in uh, Strasbourg, uh, the same thing, uh, only it wasn't a truck. It was a gunman. And he uh, was yelling, Alu Akbar. Is that the correct way you say that? Alu Akbar. Uh-huh. And uh, they know who he is. Uh, I believe they know who he is. He's a long, long record. Strasbourg is an interesting city. It was been. occupied by the Germans. Okay. And you can go on certain streets, and you look down one side of the street, and everything has Teutonic efficiency. <laughs> yes. And the other side of the street is kind of haphazard, and that's France. <laughs> <laughs> They're like right on the border, A huh? kid I used to have lived there for a year. So you visited. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, not at Christmas time, though. I oh. never was at a Christmas market in Strasbourg. Okay. Uh, oh. It paints a, a neat picture, doesn't it? Well, they they uh, they call themselves the Christmas capital of Europe. I always thought that was some town in Germany, but I guess it's mm. I guess it's Strasbourg. Okay. And so now we have additional terrorism on our hands. Evil. There's just evil in the world. There's evil in the world. Mm-hmm. But a lovely town. If you ever if you ever get to France, I plan on it someday. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a couple of days off here. Well, I, I would think so. I yeah. would think so. I don't want to go overnight. How is your French, by the way? You don't speak any French, do you? Not terribly well, no, no. kid he used to have, a little bit? Well, he was... He had the best French teacher anyone could ever have, Dan uh, He was absolutely fluent and didn't keep it up. So I I would think today he would struggle. Ah, he'd pick it up right away. He's like his mom, he's smart. Well, but that's like taking piano lessons and relishing them and then not playing the piano for 20 years. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't he have kept that up? I wonder. I don't know why he wouldn't have chance to use it somewhere. Well, yeah, he travels quite a right, bit. Right, that's what I'm saying. I, that that um, confuses me because <clears throat> I haven't been anywhere, and I think I'm okay. I'm not fluent by any means, but I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I can hold my own. Did you two have the same French teacher? Yes, and the reason I took French is when I visited Creighton High School in eighth grade. Yeah. Sister Ella Marie was the teacher. 
Okay. And God bless her soul, the classroom was a little bit chaotic. Yeah. And of course, I saw this as an, uh, a class to have fun with and not do anything. <laughs> right. So I signed up for French. God repaid me by having Sister Ella Marie retire that year, mm-hmm. and Dan Rosen uh, was the first-year French teacher, and he was a dictator. All right. And made it's time laugh. for our daily Baby It's Cold Outside segment, <laughs> because we must keep pushing back, and GLers are. Yes. Uh, Doug Heilman writes from Sioux Falls. Last night, I attended a big band Christmas concert at the Washington Pavilion, a Sioux Falls performing arts center that featured a 16-piece jazz band and a professional female singer. The venue has a capacity of 1,900, so it was not a small event. Anyway, a male member of the band and the singer performed a fun rendition of Baby It's Cold out there, followed by a resounding ovation. Once the clapping had subsided, the singer replied, yes, that song. Good luck and Merry Christmas. So the singer was pushing back, right, and the crowd go. was pushing back. Uh, where's my next segment of the, uh, it's right here. Uh, it's the pushing back segment. Uh, I have another log to throw on the baby. It's cold outside fire. A Google search reveals that the song has been recorded 308 times. One cover was performed by the duet She and Him, Zooey Deschanel, Zoe, Zoe Deschanel, and M. Ward. What makes this cover unique is that while the lyrics are the same as the original, the roles of the two singers are reversed. Zoe sings the song. Is it Zoe? Zoe. Zoe. I should know that. Franny and Zoe from. Uh, there you go. Cuckoo, Fran and Ollie. Uh, no. Who, who's the author I'm thinking of? Uh, Catcher in the Rye. Salinger. Sal- JD. Yeah. Uh, Zoe sings the lines that are traditionally sung by the male, and M. Ward sings the signs traditionally sung by the female. How much do you bet? How much would you bet the Mysterians would not find that version offensive? Nope. Push back, Kevin. Oh, you're right, Kevin. They would not find that version offensive. Zoe's a fine actress, also. All right. Hmm. Uh, Howard writes, uh, my wife Maria came up with this slogan recently. I can't imagine a more fitting slogan to paste on a banner that surely hangs. On the Center for Historical Correction, located outside the bounds of your jurisdiction in Diversityville. She's unable to find time to write you herself. She's too busy chasing after kids and working. She leaves the highly important work of societal commentary to me. Harumph! I wish I could take credit for her brilliance. The only thing I did was marry her. Good luck, Howard and Maria Claris. And uh, the phrase she came up with, mm. ain't no mystery without power washing history. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no mystery Without power-washing history. And this note. Former Star Wars actor William Shatner <laughs> has taken a hard stance on the ongoing controversy Star surrounding... Star Trek, yeah. What did I say? Star, Star Wars. Wars. I, I said a, Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. all the nerds. You don't want, it, you don't want I, those nerds after yeah. you. I have drops in my eyes. I right, and they got, they got the taped glasses. They got it all. See. They're coming after you. Former Star Trek actor William Shatner has taken a hard stance on the ongoing controversy surrounding the Christmas song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Uh... Hey, just a minute. I got you offered to you offered to sing it to many, and it was turned down. So now we uh, we got it, William. Uh, as previously reported, the song has been removed by some radio stations over claims that the song deals with a woman saying no to a man's advances and him persisting. The 87-year-old actor took to Twitter to urge fans to call into CBC Radio after it announced that it would remove the holiday song from the airways and demand that they play it. Call into CBC Radio all day and get them to play Baby It's Cold Outside over and over until midnight, Shatner wrote. 
Is he talking about Canadian Broadcasting, I wonder? Yes. I don't know what CBC is. Yes, it is Canadian Broadcasting. Uh, The former T.J. Hooker lead continued to engage the fans on the issue, explaining that he's worried about the myopic glasses that the classic song is being viewed through. Come on, Bill, isn't there something, anything you can find that is more important to rally for? And then see the... uh, the social warriors went after him right. because he's defending nothing but a simply charming song. I would think that censorship of classics because certain lyrics, because certain types need to judge things through their own 2018 myopic glasses and demand that they be stricken from history is important. Or is this 1984 only 34 years too late? Shatner shot back. Fans were quick to continue to debate the highly contentious issue. It's not contentious. It's been power washed. Mm-hmm. It's not contentious at all. Mm. There's nothing. It's like it's like the murals in the St. Paul City Council chambers. They're not controversial. Right. They're, they've been power washed. And if you, know? if you see that, you're you're wrong. If you see that they're offensive. I will say I have a lot of musical friends on social media mm-hmm. of every political stripe. Yeah. Uh, they all are firmly in the uh, field of playing the song All You Want. Well, of course. No There's, matter if it, they're liberal. It's no not controversial. Yep, exactly. There's nothing contentious about it. Yep. It's it's an absurdity, and and all we can do is push back, which we are. They and push back the singer last night in Sioux Falls. Push back, mm-hmm. the audience pushed back. Shatner is pushing back. We're all pushing back. It's it's obscene to allow these. Uh, what are they anyway? Who are these people? <laughs> History changers. Ain't no mountain high. If you don't power, ain't no mystery. If you don't power wash it, you see. Uh, when it comes to talking about Christmas music, uh, Shatner is not speaking from an uneducated place. Earlier this year, he released his first ever Christmas album, <laughs> oh, Shatner gross. Claus, in which he collaborated with several other musicians to cover classic holiday songs. However, Baby It's Cold Outside was not among them. When you listen to it, set your phaser on stun. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means because I wasn't a geek like you. You weren't a Trekkie? You I didn't, didn't watch, watch Star Trek. Wow. What were you doing during that time? <laughs> the hell, Joe? When was it on? It was on Six. from 66 to 68, 69, right now. What was I doing during that time? I don't know. Working. Yeah, right. <laughs> Working. Working. <laughs> Working. That's right. Yeah, I'll sure. That concludes today's pushback on Baby It's Cold Outside. Do I have time for one more segment? I mean, one more item, though, along these lines? Prior to Mr. Heights news, yes. Mm, oh. But get to it. Let's go. <laughs> Pajamas have now been power washed. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, who alerted me to this? Ron. Emailer Ron. What's up, Ron? So, Rondo. <laughs> uh, this is from MSN. Uh, a UK... Uh, a UK-based fashion retailer, I think it's called Boohoo, has come under fire for selling a pajama set with a top that features the letters OCD written in red and green and the phrase obsessive Christmas disorder beneath it. Outraged customers okay. from all over the globe took to Twitter to let Boohoo know that the phrase, which seems to resurface every holiday season, is insensitive oh, to those who actually suffer from obsessive-compulsive disorder. We'll be back with Johnny Heights News.
2,440,000 injured and 35,092 dead. Those are the National Safety Council injury facts from our nation's highways in 2015. Are you letting your emotions get the best of you? This isn't a Formula One race out here, people. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than statistics. These are your family members, friends, and neighbors. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. Do you get anxious when you're driving? Not really any need to. Do you yell or honk at other drivers that make you angry? That's emotions taking over. Don't let your emotions take control. Do you uh, try to retaliate to even the score for another driver's actions? That'll never serve you any good. Stop it. The National Safety Council reports that aggressive driving plays a role in 56% of fatal crashes, and emotions cause the aggressive driving. Don't become a statistic. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Make it home safe tonight. Here's the subject of Greg Holcomb's latest cartoon on the website, Johnny Height. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. As you told us, parts of central Minnesota under an air quality alert Wednesday. Chunks of soot. According to the Minnesota Pollution Control wow. Agency, that alert does include the Twin Cities metro area. Fine particles could affect those with asthma uh-huh. or other breathing conditions, as well as children and older adults. Stagnant weather conditions have resulted in poor dispersion. Of those particles, and air pollutants have become trapped closer to the ground in affected areas. MCPA reports the alert will last until 6 p.m. on Thursday. Wow. We need some wind. Mm-hmm. I'm already on two squirts today. Oh, really? I thought you had an operation for that. No, that was my sinuses. Oh, I see. He's also uh, He's afflicted. He's like a, a, a walking cesspool of ick. Come on over here. You need some drops? Yeah. No. He's over putting there. in your drops next time with his <laughs> greasy <laughs> asthma hands. Yeah. It's just are we going to, by the way, are we, are, are we bringing that to the table? What? That discussion about what took place before well, the show? I, I'm just, I, I have to have a cataract surgery tomorrow. And uh, all, all day today, I have to put drops in every four hours. And, I, and I'm and i a bad dropper putter in her, so I asked Rook to do it for me. And these, I feel like Dr. John yeah. Nigerian, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. I know he feels now. Performing surgeries wherever he can. Rook, was that on par with putting lotion on the governor? No, he did not touch me, Chris. He just dropped a drop in my eye, okay? However I wanted to. It was very intimate. Yeah. <laughs> God, <don't laughs> God almighty. Rook, you know, get never, in here. I never hugged the man, but I've put eye drops in his eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Roseville police report one person was transported for evaluation after a fight broke out. What happens is I miss all the time. That's the problem. I miss really? putting it in there and it runs down How your do cheek. You and miss? I don't well, because know. Because you're you're already wincing. Yeah. And so what I did to him is I I'm gonna do it on three. So I'd go three. Two and drop it in. He wasn't ready for it. Uh, but now he's on to me, so I'm going to count one, two, three. You're done. Next you time. don't have to do it anymore. So is it aim? No, do you have I'm bad okay. aim, Joe? I think it's coordination. Hmm. Yeah. Now, <laughs> when the governor asked you to put lotion and on. And you his... don't have to open your mouth either. You can close your mouth and <laughs> somebody puts drops in your. When the governor asked you to put lotion on over this badly burned skin, yeah. did you did you hesitate for a second? Oh, I wouldn't have done yeah. it. I wouldn't have done it. I, uh, I hesitated. You know, I would have walked out. You know who I did it for? Terry. Because Terry talked to me yeah. off the air oh. and said, he's really hurting. All would right. you? And then, Rook, would you put lotion on my back? <laughs> I'm like, 
Uh, he's either going to hit my ass or I'm going to have to do this. Yikes. That's why we became close. That's right. Yep. You bonded. A little bit lower, right above my ass. <laughs> Just move the Zubas over. Don't worry. I'm going commando right now. Oh, I ain't wearing no undies. Oh, that's enough. Roseville, uh, Roseville. That's what I told Rook. Hey, Rook, that's enough. I don't need any more. I didn't pay for that. <laughs> Roseville police report one person was transported for evaluation after a fight broke out at the AMC Rosedale movie theater. You know, you've been Tuesday doing this afternoon. too long oh. when you start putting drops on each other and putting right. lotion yeah. on. I think, yeah. I think the pod- it's time to maybe move on. I think, I think the so. podcast is bringing us all closer. It, closer than we want to be, I think. Right. <laughs> and then we're going to be in a smelly studio down here after everybody... All that testosterone gets in. I'm there. gonna. Uh, I've got some rules in mind. You're, nobody's eating anything in there that I don't approve. I'm of. bringing in uh, like a vanilla. I'm candle. not smelling that crap. I'm bringing in a candle that smells good. Yeah. Right. How about plants? I bring- don't want it. No, it will get carbon monoxide. Why do you smell like vanilla frosting around here? What's going on? I smell something. Back to the honors. Uh, was there a fight in back Rosedale? Back to the fight at the Rosedale oh, yeah. Theater, the AMC. <laughs> Uh, police had been alerted earlier in the day that a group from a charter school in St. Paul was there and there could be problems. Plainclothes officers were already monitoring things when the fight broke out in the middle of a movie with about 150 students there. No major injuries were reported. Numerous other agencies provided help at the scene. The group had taken a bus, so everyone had to be evacuated. Then transportation had to be found. Police said teachers and staff members were present, but the scene became too chaotic. For them to contain, no arrests were made. Detectives say they are following up on. Okay, the John, I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Uh, did the fight break out among the students who were viewing a movie? That is the way I understand the well, story. Well, I have yes. an answer for that. Yeah. Uh, why aren't you? Why aren't you in school? Yeah. What the hell are you doing going to a movie? I, go I to school. Why would students go to a movie? Is there That's some right. sort of educational movie? No, that... I don't know what's playing at Rosedale. I, no, uh, I don't either. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, what movie would they go? Yeah, Maybe there's a special screening. Just note. go to school. Yeah. Reading, writing, and old arithmetic. That's it. Yep. Tax revenues from charitable gambling are generating so much revenue for paying off the debt for U.S. Bank Stadium that Minnesota officials say corporate taxes are no longer needed for that purpose. Too much money. Yeah. State projects the stadium's reserve account will hit $193 million by, 20, uh, by 2021, so officials plan to drop an annual infusion of $20 million from corporate income taxes to fill the account. Star Tribune reports the rising revenue could even pay off the stadium debt earlier than anticipated, saving hundreds of millions of dollars in interest. Pull tabs dominate charitable gambling sales, and electronic pull tabs now com- uh, comprise nearly 20% of all pull tab sales. Other taxable charitable gambling activities include bingo and raffles. Charities hope lawmakers will reduce those taxes so they have more money left for their work. You know, Ziggy probably hasn't written a check yet, but, but I am amused that he got stung for $84 bucks for this quarterback. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> He'll probably find a way to write that yeah. off. <laughs> President Trump is citing that shooting attack in France as he calls on Democratic congressional leaders to support funding for a wall at the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, Trump tweeting Wednesday morning, another very bad terror attack in France. We are going to strengthen our borders even more. Chuck and Nancy must give us the votes to get additional border security. At a reference to Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer and House Democratic Leader Nancy Pelosi, who met with Trump on Tuesday. I'll say they did. That was, uh, that was some fun video to watch, wasn't <laughs> Just it? Just doesn't oh, get any better than that, does <laughs> it? Wow. Bark, bark, bark. A suspected, but ex- it was it was almost like the old sports talk days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone had their own topic right. at the time. Everyone talking at once. 
A suspected extremist sprayed gunfire at a Christmas market in the city of Strasbourg, killing three and wounding at least 13 in the attack. The man suspected of carrying out the attack had cried out Allah Akbar during the attack. According to Prosecutor Remy Heights, considering the target, his way of operating, his profile, and the testimonies of those who heard him yelling, the anti-terrorist police has been called into action. Police have now identified the suspect as Strasbourg-born Sharif Shakat, who is on intelligence services watch list as a potential security risk. Artificial intelligence figures to be a major part of the future as robots can potentially make our lives easier by handling a lot of different manual tasks in everyday life. The Broncos apparently aware of that, Denver Broncos that is, as they're taking a forward-thinking approach to pouring drinks at Saturday's game against the Browns at Mile High Stadium. Apparently the team will be using a robot known as the Bud Light Bot to pour (laughs) beer. Oh, just beer? So if it, was, if it was booze, you could grab the well, robot's yeah. hand and kind of keep it. Keep pouring there, Ace. Is this the same deal we had here at Target Field, Johnny? Uh, this is an actual robot. I don't think this is a machine. Oh, like it's a, not. I the, don't think it's a dispensing machine. machine. I okay. think it's an actual robot to pour beer for fans located in the stadium's United Club East level. There will be a line. The robot. Ten miles long for this at that game. I guarantee it. The robot will pick up the cup and hold it over a bottoms-up machine that will dispense the beer. The Bud Light Bot was programmed by MSI Tech and manufactured by Universal Robots. Saturday's game will be the first time it will be used in action, so it'll be uh, interesting, according to the experts, to see how the whole thing goes. I'll put somebody out of a job. Right. I've got... uh, Right at Christmas time, it puts some beer vendor out of a job. I've got relatives that pour beer at games, and I want a live person. Right. I want a live person doing that. But let's, let's mark it down. I guarantee not only will it be a, a mile long line, they will sell out a beer. This robot and TV will, sell- will show it. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. 100%. Definitely. News crews will probably be down mm-hmm. there. I'm going to get me a beer from a robot. That's right. See you on that. <laughs> the computer generated dinosaurs of Jurassic Park, the ghostly apparitions of The Shining, a timeless filming of the Broadway musical My Fair Lady, the landmark same sex western Is Brokeback this the same Mountain. Story? No, different story. Oh. <laughs> it's about movies, this story. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be caught in that line because I wouldn't want anybody to know I was drinking Bud Light. <laughs> Although, if they'd like to sponsor right. the podcast. Well, I, that's a challenge I mean. to have them sponsor yeah. the podcast, yeah. Yeah. And then we drink Other all the time. Other than that, I mean. Yeah, but you're up for a diesel every now and then. What's a diesel? A regular Bud. Not really. Well, oh. unless they're sponsoring. Of right. course, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. see. A whole case in front of them if yeah. they sponsor. Right. Very persuasive. I'll, I'll knock down a diesel Let's or two. Let's go. Why and, is it called a diesel? Uh, that's what we call them. I didn't I, know I've that. never heard that. Because yeah. the Bud Lights talk, are huh? almost unleaded. We call the, the You've never heard a regular Budweiser called a diesel? I've never no. heard that. No. I've huh. heard it never called heard a Bud, that. I guess. I'm going to find out why. I have heard like, what the? Oh, God. That was the greatest <laughs> campaign of all time. What the? So anyway, <laughs> Jurassic Park, The Shining, Marf, My Fair Lady, Brokeback Mountain, and Monterey Pop among the films being inducted today into the Library of Congress's National Film Registry. 25 films are added each year to the registry, which includes Hollywood and independent features of all genres. Librarian of Congress Carla Hayden announced this year's 25 editions Wednesday morning, chosen for their cultural, historic, and aesthetic importance to America's film heritage. Uh, Besides the ones I already named, you'll also see Orson Welles' The Lady from Shanghai going in, the romantic comedy broadcast News, Walt Disney's Cinderella, and the sparkling Gene Kelly Frank Sinatra musical On the Town. According to UrbanDictionary.com, it is the redneck term for Budweiser. Hey, don't give me any of that light. 
S. Okay. Get me a Bud Diesel. I need a Bud Diesel. Uh, see, stronger Bud fuel. Diesel. Like I'm a dirty diesel. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. You're and, welcome. Uh, uh, we'll see you in just a moment. Okay. necessarily unrelated stories about the uh, immigrant caravan okay. that appears to be stalled in Tijuana. Yeah, what, it's really out of the news, isn't it, or has no, been? No, it's not out of the news at all. Mm. Uh, CNN, which is shameless in its promotion of anything that the left favors, uh, they really are a, a shaky news source, in my estimation. Uh, they are now promoting the idea in a piece uh, they had on their website yesterday written by John Sutter, and I don't know who he is, a CNN investigative reporter apparently, that uh, much of what's driving the caravan north is climate change. <laughs> uh, let me just give him this here. Which is preposterous on the face of it, and I'll tell you why. Because I said two not necessarily unrelated stories, didn't right? I? Yes. Two groups of Central American immigrants marched to the U.S. consulate in Tijuana yesterday. That would be Tuesday, December 11, with a list of demands. That's cheeky of them, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, with one group delivering an ultimatum to the Trump administration, either let us in or pay us each 50 grand to go home. Okay, if you're being driven away from your home by climate change, how is fifty grand going to help you when you go back home? It's not going to solve the problem. It, it, well, it refutes the idea that they're leaving because of climate change. It's equivalent it's, to cap and trade. It's not. It's, Pay not, me, I'll it's, go it's, away. it's nonsense. So, not only are they demanding to be let in, and if they're they're saying if you don't let us in right now, give us each fifty grand, we'll go home. Well, according to CNN, you couldn't go home because you're you're suffering too much from climate right. change. Well, which is it? And then if you dig deep enough into the CNN story, they have to admit that no one can actually demonstrate that certain droughts in Central America are the result of climate change. But those droughts, this Sutter fellow came up with as, the, as his very flimsy thinking that, well, that must be what's driving these people north. They even came up with climate change. <laughs> Only to discover that you've got a faction of these people who are saying, yeah, apparently we can ignore the climate change if you just pay us. We'll go away. We'll go home. It's funny how they learned that pretty quick. 50K, yep, we're out of here. So we're going to take that money out of this country and go pour it into the economy of wherever they're living. That's see on that transfer. Okay, along those lines, and I had this conversation with John Haidt prior to, the, <laughs> uh, prior to today's podcast. Yep. On page 5A... Of today's Star Tribune, I'm and I'm surprised. I don't mean that to be uh, smart, Alec. I'm surprised it's not on page one. Okay. Uh, Arctic is in worse shape than realized, and I pointed to this story. I pointed uh, this story to John and said, "Did you read this?" And your answer, John, was, "You uh, didn't get all the way through." I, I got uh, stymied after a few paragraphs and yeah. stopped. Yeah. But I'm I'm the mayor, so I had to read the whole thing. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, by the way, this story—it's a Washington Post piece. The story is. Uh, Ballyhooed on the front page of the Star Tribune, uh, on the left-hand column, 
Arctic worse off than feared. Report says oldest, thickest ice has declined by 95% in 30 years. Page A5. Okay, so I went uh, to... We don't know I went that. to A5. Well, no, this is NASA. I mean, I, I, these people are smarter than I am. Mm. Excuse that sound. So what it is is another uh, hysterical claim that... Uh, this does not bode well for humans, and we're losing the ice in the at the top of the world. And uh, there's old ice uh, that's that's becoming depleted, and this is in conflict with new ice. And it's all about ice. And I can see why John gave up on it, as I would imagine <laughs> many readers did. Mm-hmm. Except I always want to see what I get to. Yeah. It's a long story. It's the only story uh, short of an advertisement on page A5 of today's Star Tribune. And you finally get to the last third of the story, if mm-hmm. not about the last fifth of the story, or quarter of the story. In fairness, writes reporter Chris Mooney, this is after we've been told we're all going to die and we're going to melt, and or we're not going to melt. Uh, you know, oceans will rise and, and, and the uh, oceans will heat up and uh, this right. is going to lead to more and more catastrophic. uh, In fairness, the ice volume has rebounded somewhat (laughs) since 2012. And PIOMAS, which is an acronym for the Pan-Arctic Ice Ocean Modeling and Assimilation System. And PIOMAS is only a model, (laughs) cautioned the University of Washington's Axel Schweiger, who runs the analysis. The model draws upon direct measurements of ice thickness taken from submarines, satellites, and other sources. Still, Schweiger agreed that when you think about the total volume of the ice rather than its mere surface extent, you realize that far more has been lost. We've lost about half of the extent. We've lost half of the thickness. Well, earlier in the story, we said 95%. Uh, and if you multiply these two things, we've lost 75% of the September, of the September sea ice. Going by the biomass numbers, the losses represent more than... 10 trillions, 10 trillion tons of ice. Would you give me the we don't know that, please? I don't know how they're measuring that. Uh, we don't know that. Uh, while the Arctic Ocean contained over 15 trillion young uh, tons of floating ice in 1979. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> so, so for the first, for most of the story, and I'm prepared to be alarmed. I'm I'm a rational human being. I don't think it portends well for the planet if all of the ice at the top of the world disappears. Right. Something untoward would have to happen. Right. I'm prepared to be alarmed, but that's a little drastic. A A, what am I supposed to do about this? When the, when the people sounding the alarms are also flying around the world and driving cars and have microwaves and furnaces and air conditioning and washing washers and dryers and what have you. And B, well, you got me going here, a Washington Post. I, I, I'm prepared to, to realize that there could be some trouble here in nature. But then you say, in fairness, the ice volume has rebounded somewhat since 2012. And the, uh, and the people measuring it are cautioning us that it's only – by the use of a model. That ain't science. Right. Models are prediction. We don't we're not really sure. I hope it doesn't happen. Maybe we just I'm not being callous about this. I, I hope that uh, remember the story we had a couple of weeks ago, uh, where the Inuit people 
were saying, mm. we don't know what you're talking about with this loss of polar bears. Right. <laughs> right. They're, they're invading our towns. Right. They're everywhere. Uh, we're, we're not short of polar bears. And of course, the global, the, you know, the Al Gore people had to respond, well, they're in your town because they've lost their ice. Yeah, but you told us that they're dead. Right. They're not dead. They adapt. Right. Humans adapt. We'll is all it, adapt. Is there a dollar figure that will make all this ice stay where it is and, and not disappear? You know what? Or? There probably is. There's probably a government program uh, administered by the same people who did not know that New Mexico was a United State when a guy <laughs> yeah, went to right. get a marriage yes. license. Yes. There is probably a government program in the works that uh, would fix this with a certain amount of, ca- of uh, carbon credits. That uh, like Bernie, you know, Bernie spent three hundred grand in uh, October flying around on a private jet. Right. But Bernie's okay because he bought some carbon credits and he's getting the word out. That's yeah, I yeah. mean, right? So it's, it's okay. Right. It's, it's like okay. cap and trade. You know what? I, I, I know we're still polluting, but I'm gonna I'm doing good work. So I'm gonna I'm gonna slow everything down by by my. What's words. that called in the Catholic Church? Aren't those called plenary indulgences? Indulgences, yeah. Confession. Hey, I'll tell you what. Yeah. You let me sin here. Hey, I'll give you this bag of you gold. Give me five, <laughs> yeah. and here you go. I got I got something for you. Cover me on this adultery here. I got a bag of silver. Right. Here we go. Yeah, Let's yeah, go. Yeah. 30 pieces. Well, we ain't done yet today, folks. No. We ain't done yet. No, but we're, we're going to take a quick break. I think so. And uh, the Greg Holcomb creation is fabulous. Watch for that at garagelogic.com. And don't forget to rate us. We truly welcome and need you to rate us so we know how we're doing. And that gets the word out, too. Thank you for tuning in. Garage Logic, you are one click away from more. Stick around. More Garage Logic to come via the podcast. <laughs>